Blog Talk Radio. Elevated Places. I am your host, Sister Ava Muhammad. I am joined by my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad. Our executive producer is Sister Rona Muhammad. Our contributors are Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, and Brother Reuben Muhammad. And, of course, uh, What makes Elevated Places the place to be is the callers and those who log in at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elevated Places and those who call in 563-999-3065. We are feeling so blessed to have you with us again on this Thursday evening. And uh, there is so much, oh my goodness, uh, that is happening. Everything that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said uh, during the criterion on July 4th of 2020 is rapidly coming to pass. And this demonstrates something beyond predictive power. It demonstrates force and power, a God power. And so tonight we're going to discuss uh, one of those uh, manifestations of the presence of God and the active will of God. And it is such a blessing. Uh, We're not going to say the name yet, but we're joined by one of the great helpers of the Honorable Minister, Louis Farrakhan, And this is Elevated Places, so we give you uh, the truth and the actual facts right from the ground, and we're going to get that tonight. But first, we're going to hear from, because guess what next week is? Savior's Day 2021. And 
the weekend will be launched on the in the evening with elevated places, and we That's will be right. broadcasting. Yes, sir. Live, not only uh, through Blog Talk Radio, but also uh, via a social media platform where you will be able to not only hear us, but see us. And so with that, I'm going to, yeah, to take us further in, yes, (laughs) the one and only Brother Terrence Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum, sir. Man, 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 well, Lakers are alive. <laughs> I am, man, I, you just blew me away. It's like, did you just tell <laughs> oh, everybody in the listening? No, I'm just saying, did you just <laughs> drop the bomb on the listening audience and let them know the great news? Like, they are getting exclusive. I, I don't know why they be playing. I don't know why they don't be tuning in every Thursday. Y'all need to call everybody because y'all may get some more exclusives tonight about Savior's Day. She didn't just say, <laughs> you're going to hear us, but you're going to see us live. <laughs> Man, that's just going to be amazing. So I'm just, I'm just all the way excited. Savior's Day, Savior's Day, Savior's Day. I mean, you know, we're going to make it happen regardless. We know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but that doesn't stop the believers. That doesn't stop our giving of our Savior's Day gift, our joy about the believers. People are getting excited. The reflecting fire content come at a better time because the sisters and brothers are just going all out. Of course, the sisters were just putting it all out about the minister going right into Savior's Day. So I'm just excited. Go to NOI.org, NOI.org. If you never heard about Savior's Day, want to learn about Savior's Day, why we so excited, go to NOI.org and learn more. And like I said, y'all keep hearing these bombs drop. Go to MinisterAva.com, MinisterAva.com. I, I think some books just dropped. I, I, look, matter of fact, go to MinisterAva.com because she did a lecture about something called the deportation of the moon. I mean, she's going all over these places. She She's universal. She don't just stay on the ground. So, you know, we just, NASA is talking about the uh, preservative, you know, this, this little space probe landing on Mars today. But we've been out in space. We've been there. So, NASA, y'all need to catch up. Catch up to all of the information that is dropped in these teachings. So, you know, that's some of the news for y'all that are exploring because Brother Ruben used to take us out into the universe and out in space. So they just land and they're going to go on the ground and see what used to live there. Hmm, very much so interesting. But anyway, <laughs> Dr. Ava, we also want everybody to come join us tomorrow night for our self-improvement study group, 7.30 p.m. Go to NOI.org, and you know you heard the minister teaching hard this past Wednesday last night. Also at 7.30 p.m. Come back next Wednesday. Uh, and then, of course, on Sunday, we have that powerful lecture every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, Central and 11 a.m. Eastern at NOI.org. You don't want to miss it. So as you already talked about, Dr. Ava, which we're going to get into later, there's a lot going on in the news. And the minister said what? Watch the weather. And we already well. know what state. It's just been plummeted. And not only did the state, but the Houston mayor, Sylvester Turner, you know, he was doing the Facebook Live and his power went out uh, while he was doing it to address what was going on. Lots of people, there's a lot of things going on, but we'll get into that later. But we just want to make sure people are watching the weather. 
and I want to be very quick because I know we we got something special tonight, but I just wanted to close, uh, Dr. Ava, is everybody's talking about Judas, the black messiah, the story of our brother Fred Hampton Hampton Jr., and we know brother Huey P. Newton's birthday was on yesterday, and the reality of it is that I don't want people, and I made a post, don't look at this movie as yesterday. Look at it as today. Because what you saw, the Judas in that movie, still exists in every major organization there is. And don't be fooled that that was some program of yesterday, counterintelligence program, COINTEL Pro. That program still exists, so watch your back. But the very significant thing, when we look at Fred Hampton Jr., remember, even Martin Luther King Jr., it was always young people, revolutionaries, doing that work that was knocked off very early. Even our brother, some people would let's say Tupac was um, an activist and strong in his vocal things, which we know he was. But he was also a young man, and we credit him with all these great things. But, yes, just 24 years old. So when we look at our brother, Fred Hampton Jr., just know that this was a young man. So don't look and wait till you get old and, quote, unquote, into the civil rights age for you to start doing something. All of this movement coming now, as we're seeing from the Joshua generation, that's why I'm so excited. Also go to NOI.org for all of the updates about Savior's Day Man, the youth part, the drilling, and I see Grandmaster Anthony, uh, Brother Abdul Aziz. He said, no, y'all not going to get away because we're going to be doing martial arts early in the morning on Friday. <laughs> so I'm just ready and excited about the workshops, disaster preparedness. We're going to be all over the place. The case for separation, COVID-19 discussion. Man, if you are not prepared for next weekend, for Savior's Day, I don't know what's going on with you. And we don't want to forget, as I mentioned, COVID-19, continue to hear, listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Go back and watch the period from July 4th, 2020, and we do not want to stop listening to him. And we can also go all the way back and listen to the time and what must be done, because just as Dr. Ava just said, Everything that the minister has taught us and has warned us of, we are watching it right now play out. So when you're listening to the minister, you are listening to the voice of God. So we want to elevate you tonight on elevated places. So that's a lot to talk about, and we're going to get it right into it. But happy Savior's Day. Back to you, Dr. David. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Awesome. And, you know, to your point about um, Fred Hampton being murdered at the age of 21 um, as a result of an informant and, you know, only coming to the realization now most people are, and our youth, for the many of them are just learning that he existed, you know, uh, for the first time. But... Even those of us who have been around know that are, are learning uh, through this film of the extensive uh, organizing power of this young man truly was uh, bringing together people 
from all walk of life. You know, ultimately, the Reverend Jackson came out with the Rainbow Push Coalition, but Fred Hampton was actually the origin of that. He had appealed to uh, the the black uh, brothers, the Latinos, and even the extreme white groups. And so he was a serious threat to the U.S. government and had to be taken out. And as always, it was someone from his own sphere, his own circle, that set him up to take his life at the age of 21. And this week's final column newspaper. Come on. The greatness of Master Frederick Muhammad is the center article, and our cover story is, appropriately, stool pigeons, sellouts, and ops. Because as you just said, Brother Terrence, please bring that narrative of Fred Hampton up to today because all the way back to 1555, uh, your enemy cannot take you out without assistance on some level from within your house. That's right. The COVID virus is deadly to those who are in a set of circumstances that's already occurring in the immune system. I'm in a lot of those categories, what they call preconditions. Look at the term, condition. That's right. And so if our immune system is compromised, and that applies to almost all black people, but if you follow the dietary regimen of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, even the percentage to which we're following it, look at the profound, dramatic difference in the state of health of the Muslims to the general population. But I don't want to go uh, too far off the, the point. And the point you raised is the presence that as the uh, sub-language uh, says on the cover page, the uh, story, informants and traitors are essential tools in the plots to destroy black leaders and organizations. What can we learn and what do we need to know about how government agents have wreaked havoc in our community, and why their work continues. That's cover page, page one uh, of this week's final call. And, of course, and right Dr. there Abrams. on page two, ele- elevated places. Yes, sir. That's right. And I forgot, that's right. And you go to finalcalldigital.com, finalcalldigital.com to get your latest edition and it was beautiful what you just said about the immune system preconditions. That's why it's so important to come to study group tomorrow to get your immune system, your spiritual immune, on, so you can get all of those rising above emotions, get your envy and jealousy under check so that there are no preconditions for the enemy to come in and sow division and to sow deception. Extension because there's so much love between the brotherhood and sisterhood that we're looking for the rise of one another. And this is Savior's Day, so we should be 
getting our immune abuse. You know, that's the only shot we're going to get of this good teaching and this good love and celebration of Savior's Day so no stool pigeon and agents can come amongst us because there's too much love and good immune boost in us. So come out to your Friday night class so you can get that immune shot, as Dr. Ava said, and go to (laughs) FinalCallDigital.com. Praise be to Allah. All right. And so as a uh, preview to our special guest tonight, we're going to hear from uh, our legal contributor, Sister Attorney uh, Pamela Muhammad, who is a resident of the city of Houston in the state of Texas. And uh, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to have her contribute. And then we're going to segue right into our special guest, who also is a resident of the city of Houston in the state of Texas. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Attorney Pamela. Well, like a salam, Sister Dr. Ava, Brother Terrence, and to all the Elevated Places listeners, I'm just so thankful to a lot to be on this call uh, tonight because, as you said, Sister Ava, we have been in Texas, and it has been quite the experience. Like Brother Terrence said, those study guides have really helped to, what did you say, Brother Terrence, to um, give me some immune system to inoculate me uh, from some of the emotions and some of the um, really Mm -hmm. chaos and stress. Um, So I thank you, Sister Ava, for helping us you know, to really dig deep into the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's study guides, uh, Rising Above Emotions. Um, so I just kind of wanted to give an update on what everybody's been seeing, which, you know, kind of led us earlier to talk about whether or not this is showing that America is maybe a revealing third world, uh, third world country conditions, if not being a third world country, because based upon the conditions and the events uh, that started Sunday morning or early Monday morning, which plunged us into about 80 hours of chaos from freezing rain to power outages to death, um, freezing, food shortages, you know, you, you have our governor asking what he's going to have to do to review this company that was the oversight company to determine what caused the problem and to find these long-term solutions with this company, ERCOT. And I know uh, Brother Dr. Halim Muhammad, Abdul Halim Muhammad, our Southwest Regional Minister, will speak really in depth into this. But I wanted to just bring out some points where we look at, you know, I had to look at what was a third world co- country, um, Sister Ava, you know, because, um, but, but some of the fine points are country, countries that don't meet the needs of the people. There's a class system where you have the upper class and the lower class, and the lower class really their needs aren't being met. And and we see here where the wealthy are controlling 
um, like in this instance, this oversight committee that was supposed to be regulating the end, you know, the energy because Texas is the energy capital. This, you know, this man is getting over eight hundred thousand dollars, I believe, is is reported, um, and and this fiasco that was rolled out, it, it caused death, destruction. It was very unstable. Um, and these are the type of things that we see in in um, third world, world countries. You know, we saw the food shortages, Sister Dr. Ava, that they talk about the ripple down effect that will likely lead to tons of fruits and vegetables being discarded. People, uh, we've got pasteurized milk that that won't be pasteurized. You know, it, it, it just was a really horrible condition. And, and just, again, looking at the why, you know, we have to look at these attitudes of these people that don't care about us because there was no preparation really for the poor. You know, there was no real money, the money being used but not being put into the system. So, again, we go back to our need for separation because we cannot trust these people to take care of our needs. And I think one of the hardest hit populations that I just wanted to share with our listeners is this jail population. Because here in Harris County where you've got low water pressure now because we had freezing pipes, you know, we had this failure to deal with this infrastructure. So now we're under boil orders where we can't even, you know, use water out of our faucet. We have to boil the water. We can't even really shower with this water. So in places like jails, they're having um, – they, they claim that they're starving. They're not being fed. They claim that they can't really clean themselves. They can't really get rid of waste. You know, you have the same thing in hospitals where now hospitals are actually not having water, and people are really suffering in this community and just the lack of information. And so I, I just kind of wanted to close with that because I grew up in the Midwest, so we kind of know some of the things to do when the hard winter comes or the hard conditions, but our people didn't have any knowledge on what to do and were just hit blindsided and really suffered uh, with people dying because they're bringing barbecue pits in homes. And, and, I, and I'm sure you all have seen yeah. so much of that. So I, I just wanted to, mm. to share those, some of the highlights that, um, you know, I've seen. And, and just now we're looking at another, oh, last thing, because last week we talked about how the health care disparities or the health of our people is suffering. So now we've got these long lines into fast food restaurants because the people don't have any food. I mean, it looks like a big auditorium coming from a football game to get into these fast food restaurants like hamburger places and chicken places. So it's just very, um, it's a wake-up call. And, um, you know, it really does bring, our need to separate and, and we're going to have to provide infrastructure for ourselves. So 
I, I just wanted to share those couple of words and, and thank you all and may Allah continue to bless us all and, and just love each other because things like this are really showing us that we, we do need to, you know, come together as believers and really build our own communities like the Honorable Minister as far kind has been telling us to. So thank you so much, Sister Ava. Um, hey, yes, ma'am. And thank you for being part of this panel tonight, and you stay with us. You already kind of let us slip out, and we're going <laughs> to go ahead and introduce our special guest, uh, one of our very popular guests. This isn't his first time. He's a friend of the Elevated Places program. And family member, as I said, one of the great helpers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I'm speaking of none other than the Southwest Regional Minister of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I think all of you know him. If you don't, you will uh, very shortly. Minister Dr. Abdul Halim Muhammad. Is, has taken the time from his busy schedule to join us tonight, and it is such a blessing. And I say to my bro- brother, who is also godfather to my two daughters, Assalamu alaikum, Brother Abdul Halim, mm-hmm. and thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time to be with us tonight. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava, Brother Terrence, Sister Attorney Pam. Yeah. Elevated places listening audience. I thank Allah for this opportunity to come across these sacred airwaves and to talk to this listening audience for a very enlightened, erudite, and intelligent group. So we won't waste their time with a lot of foolishness and frivolity. For, for mm-hmm. these are the days of Allah, and the worst is yet to come. So I'd like mm-hmm. to first of all. Thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for, you know, Sister Dr. Ava, I called the palace this afternoon, and guess who answered the phone? (laughs) The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I want to bring (laughs) greetings to the elevated places listening audience from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan of As-Salamu Alaikum. Wa That's right. You know you know why I chuckle, Sister Ava, because you expect one of the secretaries to answer the phone. <laughs> oh absolutely but, at the National House. Yes. Yeah, so and believe I, it or not, I was blessed to have a uh telephone discussion with him today that was Life changing as as they always are with family. You're right. What a blessing. Right. What a so you know, blessing. So you know I'm on ten right now. And yeah, uh, you and me both. And uh, so he, you know, in discussing the report, I send him a report. Let me report to the elevated places that everything, Sister Pam, uh, Sister Attorney Pam, related to you is such. And everything you're watching on the news is absolutely put ten times on top of it. It's ten times worse than what you're seeing. Yes, but I sir. do want to thank Allah in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad 
his exalted Christ, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and their servant, the Messiah in our midst, the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, for their divine guidance and for Allah's mercy in preparing us so that we would at least mitigate or soften the impact of these calamities. This is in our first rodeo. You remember we went through uh, Hurricane Harvey just a few years ago. And none of the believers lost their lives. Few of us had some home damage. But for the most part, we came out unscathed. particular case, the same is going on. Some believers lost power. Some had uh, busted water pipes. Uh, We had a busted water pipe in our Muhammad University of Islam building. But nonetheless, I haven't had any reports of loss of life uh, other than an elder that was that uh, I met when I came into the circle in 1984, Sister Florence. May Allah forever be pleased with her. She wasn't a pioneer for prior to 75, but she would be considered an elder now because, again, her and her four daughters and her husband are like the part of the rebuilding blocks of Muhammad Mosque number 45 here in Houston. So we send our condolences and our prayers out to that family. Uh, she hadn't been active in quite a while, but Nonetheless, I never forget the bridges that brought me across. So, Amen. I just, I just want to say, sister, thank you for uh, Brother Terrence reaching out to me. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, uh, I said to him that, you know, I, I thanked Allah for the teachings and how it uh, helped us make it through. But as a student of redemption. I felt a little survivor's guilt, if you will, survivor's remorse, you know, because you're watching on television people suffering, and in some cases it's, it's needlessly. And Mr. Farrakhan told me, and I quote, that he went into prayer immediately for the persons who were suffering. He said uh, it, is the, it is the best we can do if we can't affect them by getting close to the people and offering them help. We can pray for them because the prayers of the righteous do avail much. But he said, brother, you know, our people are suffering because they rejected the warning. And he cited Holy Quran 60. He says, and indeed, when we sent messengers to the nations before you, then we seized them with distress and affliction that they might humble themselves. And then he quoted to me the Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will hear their land. He said the key word is humble, humility. So, again, I want to thank Allah for you and your emphasis and your fidelity and faithfulness to the study guides and the characteristics of humility because that is the emphasis. This is what... Allah is doing. Allah is humbling the most proud and arrogant man in America, the Texan. He was his own republic at one time. And he joined the Union in 1845, and uh, it was the Republic of Texas at one time. He was his own country, printed his own money, and uh, he's always thought of himself as being independent. And because of this arrogance, because Minister Farrakhan in the study guide tells us humility is a quality or characteristic of heart that causes one 
to see oneself in the true perspective. And he goes on to say, the only way to gain a true perspective of oneself is through a proper relationship with Allah God. You think you're yeah. God. <laughs> so you think you could do whatever <laughs> you want to do. And then and all some of the bills that have been that have been filed uh, before the legislature, they can start filing bills in November prior to the legislative session. One bill was filed by one uh, representative to, uh, for Texas to be able to secede from the United States. Said mindset is still among them. Now, Sister Pam mentioned to the, the listening audience about ERCOT. ERCOT is the uh, Electricity Reliability Council of Texas. It was formed in 1970. But it goes back even further than that because Texas always tried to avoid any kind of federal regulations. So when FDR passed the Federal Power Act in 1935 and the Federal Power Commission to regulate interstate electricity sales, Texas made sure that it stayed out of that. And so it formed ERCOT in 1970, particularly after the Northeast blackout in 1965, and it wanted to stay beyond the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission and stay out of uh, it being regulated. Now, ERCOT doesn't cover all of Texas. There are two other smaller uh, interconnected grids, one handling in El Paso, which is the upper panhandle, and some in East Texas. But we are totally disconnected from the western interconnection and the eastern interconnection of the lower 48 states. And the American Society of Civil Engineers rates all of America uh, or, or Texas um, uh, energy grid as a B plus. But it is a warning in their website that says that they must prepare themselves for the growth of population and, of course, climate conditions. So what Sister Pam told you, the horror story that's going on down here, is absolutely yes. Allah's hand with man's with man's assistance, meaning this made oh, man's assistance. His, his yes. assistance, his arrogance, has brought him to the point right. where they had 3.6 to 4 million uh, outages, not counting the rolling blackouts. And uh, as of, let's see, three hours ago, it was like 600,000 were without power here. And a one hour ago, it was 325,000. In Houston, I think it was brought down for 1.4 million uh, that was about noontime before I called the minister to about 42,000. But then we're, we're expecting a hard freeze tonight. Still about 150,000 oh that, are, that, are, uh, that uh, are still without power, not from the grid's failure, but uh, damaged electrical equipment. There's been reported, according to the Washington Post and other sources, that 40 deaths from the freezing temperature and many from carbon monoxide poisoning. And there are about 16 cities in Dallas-Fort Worth area that are under water boil uh, notice, 332 local water systems 100, in 110 uh, counties of the 200, I think, of 54 counties of Texas, which is uh, 276 water boil notices. That covers about 7 million people. And that's according wow. to NPR. So we're looking at the fall of America. <laughs> Rain, hail, and earthquakes, and 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 really, for us, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting going on. Meaning, there's a lot of lying going on. That's a fancy way for talking about lying. <laughs> you know, 
And and I, I say, beloved brothers and sisters, no matter what utterance, words written, words spoken by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, our Christ, and the Messiah, the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, pick them up. You know, it's very important that our lessons talk about, you know, in our structure of laborers, it talks about no man can be successful in teaching a people that cannot speak clearly the people's language. Mr. Farrakhan, as you have pointed out, Sister Ava, the way he speaks, he literally, you could just write what he says. And, and, and because even the way he is, his inflection of his voice gives you the commas, semicolons, and periods, and exclamation points, and question marks. But he is very, <laughs> so he's very clear what he's been telling us. And Honorable Elijah Muhammad was so plain spoken, only a fool could understand what he was telling us. But our instructions, laborers in number 13 tells us that now you must speak the language so you can use your mathematical theology in this proper term. Otherwise, you will not be successful unless you do speak well, for she knows all about you. And then our English lesson C1 tells us about the uncle not, uh, cannot talk his own language. And, and then it tells us in the 30th uh, uh, statement, no, the teacher disappeared, the trader disappeared, and there was no one that could speak their language. And then again, you look in our problem book, problem number 40, it talks about language. Again, it talks about them, that those who did not take, that did not take other than their own language. But in that, also in that problem book, is construction engineers, civil engineers, mechanical engineers, and teachership. And students who did not attend class, eight or more absences, so they didn't get their diploma. Some of us have been playing hooky. And if we're getting caught, we're getting sick because we're not following how to eat to live. If we're getting caught because we're not doing for self, so we don't have any means to support ourselves when the economic uh, rug is pulled out from under us. If, if, we're, if we're not working together, studying together, loving one another, as uh, Sister Pam pointed out, the sisters and brothers, we, we are absolutely going to get caught in this calamity and become a casualty. It is as our young, brilliant student minister out of uh, Newark says, Brother um, Abdul Haq says, don't let your gullibility become your liability. <laughs> so we oftentimes have become gullible, right. even that this thing is going to keep on going forever. But this is not the first time. Again, the National Association of, 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 of Civil Engineers gave America's infrastructure a D. And then you have these greedy, wicked people who have decided that they're going to have deregulation and privatization of the grid. And when you put in, especially public goods, when you put in public goods and you make it the bottom line, then what you're going to try to do is you're going to try to get the most money for the least amount of effort. And that's what happened here in Texas. This isn't our first rodeo or blackout. They had a blackout in 1989 and had a blackout in 2011 where 1.3 million on February 2nd, 2011 lost power. And then through February 2nd through the 4th, 4.4 million lost power. And even right now, 1 1 million people are without clean water in Louisiana. So there is a report that is, um, there's a report that uh, after the 2011 uh, blackout, um, it's a report done by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission and North American Electric Reliability Corporation. Uh, outages is a report on outages, curtailments, 
during the Southwest Cold Weather Event of February 1st through the 5th, 2011. And on page 14, I should say 15, where the executive summary begins, listen to this, sister, uh, sister doctor. The storm, however, the storm, this is 2011 storm, however, was not without precedent. There were prior yeah. severe cold weather events in the Southwest in 1983, 1989, 2003, 2006, 2008, and 2010. The worst of these was in 1989, the prior event most, com- most comparable to 2011. That year marked the first time ERCOT resorted to system rolling blackouts to prevent more widespread customer outages. In all of those prior years, the natural gas delivery system experienced production declines. However, curtailments to the natural gas customers in the region were essentially limited to the years 1989 and 2003. And they gave them recommendations to weatherize their system. And because this, they don't want federal regulations, it was a recommendation. And so because they didn't have federal oversight, because they didn't get their electricity going across state lines, of course, the interstate commerce, they just ignored it. It's just like the white man treats the Ten Commandments like the Ten Suggestions. And that's just what they did. And so <laughs> now they're paying the price. They're paying the price. So we see the utterances of the Honorable Minister Lewis Fox. We talk about language. There are times when we're communicating, of course, underlying everything that we talk about, Master Father Muhammad, he, he protected us by putting us in the spiritual language so we're protected by their so-called First Amendment to the extent <laughs> that they allow us to be protected by it. But nonetheless, uh, there is a language that they need to understand. And if you read Torchlight for America, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan takes the language of, the, of all of the teachings of Honorable Elijah Muhammad and puts it in the way that the Quran says that Moses and Aaron should go to Pharaoh with a gentle word. But he spoke yes. to them when he talked about America is on his deathbed. And this is That's what he right. said. He said, when the desire for the realization of self-interest becomes excessive, the first casualty in this struggle is truth. The leaders in yes. the society in their struggle to achieve inordinate self-interest engage in hiding the light of truth from the American people. My, my, my. Brothers and sisters, listen. The, the, the governor of the state of Texas gaslighted everybody. On a local Dallas station, he told, he told someone the truth. He told them it was because the natural gas system failed. Forty percent of, of our grid is fed by natural gas. Then he goes on the Hannity show, and he says this is the, this is the disaster that awaits us if we go if we go on this green this green deal this uh, new green deal, when only one point five percent is solar and twenty percent is is wind, so twenty one percent of of it comes and and listen, brothers and sisters, these wind turbines are in Greenland, they're in Norway, they're in Finland, they're That's in right. the, they're up in Alaska, see, see. they're all up north. And how come they don't freeze? They don't freeze because they're winterized. In the, in the Antarctic. They're up in the Antarctic. In, in the Antarctic. So how are you going to blame it on that? He gaslighting the people and because they hide the truth. 
twenty percent of of the uh, grid is is controlled by coal, and hydro is point two five percent, nuclear ten point seven percent, seventy seven percent, and even the nuclear failed. They had to shut down the nuclear plant. So this is the God, brother and sister. The God is bringing America to its knees, and when you bring exactly. the Texans to his knees, you absolutely do it. And I don't care how much money they would have spent. Of American mind. Mm-hmm. We have to understand. You have to understand, brothers and sisters. <laughs> sister, sister, Dr. Dave, I wrote a 175-page dissertation only to fit this quote in it in my conclusion. I actually wrote the dissertation just to put this quote from the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, Self-Improvement for the Basic Community Development, quote, in it. I'm going to read. It's more full of quote, but I, the part I put in there was uh, this part. But I, let me read these parts, if you will. And I want you all to understand, it doesn't matter how much money these people put in the infrastructure. It doesn't matter how, much, how many big buildings that they build, how many bullet trains that they build, how many airports and airplanes and, and, and seaports that they build, brothers and sisters, how they improve the highways. It means nothing. Mr. Farrakhan said this, and I'm quoting the self-improvement for the basic community development. I've chosen for my subject self-improvement, the basis for community development. Now, there are many, many developers who buy land and develop that land into communities, towns, and cities, placing on this land magnificent structures costing hundreds of millions, even billions of dollars. This activity of land development is going on in Phoenix and in cities around the country and, indeed, around the earth. And this is the quote I put in (laughs) in my dissertation. However... To those who spend those hundreds of millions of billions of dollars building structures, unless we build people, unless the human potential of people is developed, then man in his undeveloped state will ultimately destroy the cities that he has built because of revolution and war. Come on. And, and, and so as an urban planner, I'm looking at this thing, and I know, I know what these people are talking about. When they're gaslighting us, I mean, I literally jumped through the television when I heard him say what he said. And, and so then, but I realized that these people suffer from greed and inordinate self-interest. And so it is, as Minister Farrakhan wrote in the Torchlight for America, the poor have no voice. So the parent pointed that out. And everything that I wrote about in my dissertation, uh, dear sisters and brothers, was about taking care of the least of us. Because if we don't take care of the most vulnerable among us, then during these uh, emergency management situations, economic downturns, or even asymmetrical warfare or terrorism, it is the poor and the most vulnerable that suffer, and it takes us longer to recover, and it, it, it absolutely puts us at a disadvantage. So when Jesus says to us that in so much as you haven't done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto him, this is the attitude we should take as we look at the poor and suffering in our, in our communities, because to the extent we don't care about the least of our brothers and sisters in our nation, in our mosque, in our communities, in our cities, in our neighborhoods, is the same way that you, you think about the Honorable Minister Louis Farr, because he cares about and loves all of us. This is why we say he's That's Jesus, right. because he cares about us. He loves us, and he wants to see That's all right. of us to make it. And so for him, he was happy to hear from me, and I sure was happy to hear from to hear from him. And he, I got off the phone. I was on ten when I got off the phone talking yes. to the minister, 
and, and even no. though I was, I'm suffering from survivor's remorse because I, I, I believe, brothers and sisters, that we may think we've done all that we can do, but the truth of them is that these people, a lot of these people are suffering not just because they rejected, because in some cases we have not reached them. And so I'm going to double, triple, quadruple my efforts to do as much as I can to reach them, to tell them about the fall of America, how to eat to live, give them a message to the black man, and let them know that our Savior has arrived. Because America is under divine judgment. And again, I'll I'll, I'll kind of end this segment the way I started. Brothers and sisters, these are the days of Allah, and the worst is yet to come. The criteria was like almost like the, the crescendo of a great symphony. And Minister Farrakhan gave in everything he said. It's like a ripple effect. He told you that the COVID-19 was going to mutate. It's mutated. They're up to 21 mutations now. And now they're bearing witness that the South African mutation, you no, know, the South African mutation that, the, that the, these uh, vaccines they come up with may be ineffective. And, and and you know something that's deep is is that all the COVID-19 protocols went out the window with this cold. People was huddled together. They didn't give a skip. <laughs> there wasn't no social distancing going on. They might have been wearing masks, but what good did it do? Because people was piled up, stacked and packed because it's cold. Sister, brother, this is some bone-chilling cold. I thought I left it when I left the East Coast, Sister Ava. Man, this was some bone-chilling uh, 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 cold. And so we, we thank Allah for the teachings. But it, then again, I think all of us must be very, 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 very uh, balanced in our language. We gotta we gotta remind our people of what of what salvation looks like. But at the same time, uh, we've got to uh, make sure that we uh, don't take a self righteous posture because Allah has spared us. We should be get even more humble. Even more humble And thanking Allah for sparing my family And sparing me and, and my loved ones And those that I love And the believers of Allah Who, who are the beloved of Allah I, I thank Allah for his protective hand over us But at the same time I, 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 I ache in my heart For the suffering of our people Yes sir Well thank you So much brother minister For that Uh Wonderful delivery of not only giving us a, a, a picture of what life is like right now there, but that powerful history of what led up to state being in the condition that created a precondition so hmm. that when Allah's wrath blew through, they couldn't withstand it. And you and you know, sister attorney giving that uh, corporate component there, the greed factor. The uh, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, never approach a problem as though you are not part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the flaws, the fatal flaws of the mind of the Caucasians. And as you said, particularly the Republic of Texas. And that state is actually in the crosshairs of Allah. You know, the the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told Minister Farrakhan 
to stay out of Texas because yes. he said they will kill you. And the minister yes. still went at certain times. He went, as you know, to Houston mm-hmm. uh, during the men only tour to bring word of the million man march. And I think that was one of the largest, if oh, not yeah. the largest gatherings <laughs> of That's 10,000 right. black men who yeah. came out to hear 15, Minister Farrakhan. 15,000. 15,000 15, fit into, 000. into the church. Yeah, that had to but be the But the police estimated it was 35,000 that surrounded the church. Right. My <laughs> yes. 20,000 couldn't get in. <laughs> not a fight, not a car, <laughs> co-towed, not an arrest. They were blown <laughs> away. They were overwhelmed. Was there was nothing they could do. That was a mercy to black people from Allah. And then, of course, recently he was invited there again, and this time he said no. He wasn't going to yeah. test the God. You, <laughs> God. You, you're right. but you, you know, you can chuckle. Did, we could chuckle about it now, today, but you know what he said at the labor's meeting in, Ju- in July <laughs> 2017. They were going to sign said. a contract to bring that family conference to Houston. And That's right. he wound up going to, he was giving, and he said, no, I'm never going back to Texas. And he said, why? And he said, well, I got got my brother down there. And I'm like, I'm looking at them. And I don't know whether you chuckled or not. There's something about it. I I got this, this next, this this thing between you and I, I don't know whether it's a a spiritual, biblical cord or what, but you got to chuckle or something. I don't know. I felt like you chuckled, but it was like, look, because I was like looking like, like a deer in the headlights. And then he said, well, I got my, but you, you, I got my brother down there. He'll, he'll, he'll be all right. I said to myself, I said, man. Wow, he got two back in him. I, I pray Allah I got three back in me because I'm gonna need it going back down here with this 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 fella down here. But then that same weekend, well, the same listen. weekend of the family conference come on, in Atlanta, come on, come on, where he got the robe, the the the, the, uh, the uh, founder's robe with Omega Sapphire in the family conference. It's yes. the same weekend of Hurricane Harvey. The yeah, same week in right. Hurricane. That's right. And the last that's time right. The, and let me tell you and let me tell you something. The last time the minister was here, he came here before the, the build up to ten ten fifteen. And when he came here, there was a tropical storm forming in the Gulf of Mexico named Bob or Bill. And and I'm telling you, it was as if that was a sign like somebody in Texas wants to kill you. And if they get any ideas, I'm going to move on them. That's how I read it. Well, that's exactly what and, it was. And we got mm-hmm. him in and out of here. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm, just, I'm happy to talk to him on the phone, go visit him, or see him on a video. Right. He didn't have to come back here because, I, because you know, I, I, I believe that we, that we with, with his guidance, the prayers of, of, of the Messiah, and asking for things in his name, and in the name of the Christ, that Allah will get granted to us. That's I stand on that. And and you and also all of the believers, all of the believers and the supporters of His work in that state. That it, you get blessed because you're helping Him. You're helping yes. Him. And you know what's what's significant about this uh, storm and all of the damage is. Going back to Savior's Day 2020, the unraveling of a great nation, 
You know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad warned America over and over again that she would be brought to disgrace, she would be humiliated, she would lose the respect of countries around the world, and her image globally has been obliterated. Within weeks after the minister spoke on the unraveling of a great nation, this country was on lockdown, its reputation was totally smeared. See, just like this storm system exposed the underbelly of what is happening in Texas and the inability to handle this. But yet, as Sister Pamela said, you're the energy capital, and yet you can't handle this storm. And like you just said, you want to blame it on the wind turbines, but they operate in minus 22 degrees in the Arctic Circle. So that's not what it is. You are being exposed, just like the the, the uh, COVID nineteen exposed the complete absence of a healthcare system in this country. Right. Oh my God, the ICU is overrun. All the beds are full. Well, when you got ten beds, yeah, I guess it is overrun. So you don't you don't mm-hmm. get down into your utter hatred of those who need help and your refusal to ever invest any of your massive wealth into helping the needy. You hate the elderly. You hate babies and children. You hate the sick. And so here is yet another blow to this country's already shattered image, not to mention now you're, your racism, your white supremacy was all brought to the forefront with the murder of George Floyd. Everything started coming to the surface in a way it never has. Then you you start out the new year with the Trump people and their attack on the Capitol. White people attacking the capital of white America. You, you, you're a psychopath. You know, this is, this is who you are. And so now things that never would have been imagined are happening. And so you, you are what you like to call the third world country. Now they want to clean it up and call it, they say, developing countries. But it's the same right. offensive characterization of all of the countries that you raped and robbed, colonized, stole people from, and now you call them uh, developing countries or third world countries, but you're manifesting as the real third world country. You can't send your citizens a little uh, pennies worth of, of, of what they call the stimulus check. You, the, your government couldn't even agree to give somebody $600 or $1,400 because Mitch McConnell, who represents the most raggedy poor state in America, Kentucky, is going to stand up and turn his nose up at the idea of helping the American people out. So 
The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it. Allah will make you separate. And to your point, we're we're being forced to separate. So with with Ooh. that, brother, brother, well, Dr. I'm glad I looked after you. That, I, now now I'm on twelve. <laughs> well, that's Terrence, good. I'm on twelve that's now. Good. That's good because we're going to the phones. I know the callers want to talk to you after that enlightenment. See something, brother Terrence, how you can hear what. The Today Show has to say and what come on, come on. CBS News and all that. And by the way, uh, Rush Limbaugh is gone from the he oh yeah, moved from the land of state. <laughs> right. But <laughs> but uh, we're gonna go to the phones and uh, talk to our callers, and we're gonna start with Sister Ula, who has a comment. I sure do. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, ma'am. All praises due to Allah. I wanted to ask a question of the of of the minister. Uh, I have done six semesters of my doctoral degree, and they hit me like a ton of bricks, saying that I'm six points. I have a 2.94 average. They say I need a 3.00 average to get my financial aid. So I'm sure you've got your doctoral degree. What steps, I've tried many things, what steps could I take to get reinstated and receive my doctoral degree, sir? Well, sister, you know, the politics of academia is as vicious and wicked as the politics of government. So it would it would probably start with the dean uh, the dean of your department, and mm-hmm. then take it all the way up to the provost for the appeal. Provost. Um, yes, yes, what ma'am. Is that? The provost what is, is that? like provost is like the he's like the vice president, the senior vice president of that right. organization. He's over. All of your uh, your academic uh, cor- coursework. So the provost. So, but you would start with your the 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 head of your department, and then if you're in a certain school. So, for instance, my department was urban planning and environmental policy. That mm-hmm. I had a dean there, but there was a dean that was over the Barbara Jordan Mickey Leland School of Public Policy. And then from there, the next appeal, of course, would be to the provost. So you may okay. you may want to explore you may want to explore if there's any panels or any kind of um, uh, committees or anything like that. But most importantly, I, I think you just need to know the hierarchy of your your academic um, of your academic uh, organization in terms mm-hmm. of its relationship to your department. I will, sir. Thank you. All praise you do to Allah. Praise to Allah, sir. Assalamualaikum. Oh, brother, one like question. I got a yes, niece ma'am. that lives there. Her name is Saria Miles. You know her? Saria Miles. He used to be uh, Brianna Miles. She changed it. Well, she's a school teacher there in Houston. No, I'm I'm not familiar with her, but if she needs anything, <laughs> beloved, get word to me. Uh, and her, I, she I'll said be more her church is next. Yeah, she said her church is next door to yours. Oh, well, 
I don't know. She knows she Hallelujah. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says she knows you well. You know? Yeah, but well, I don't want to keep the other callers from getting in, but she says she knows you well. well. Of course All she knows him. Caller. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the Southwest like, Regional Representative. If come I come on, up missing sister, they're going to put my face on a chocolate milk carton. So I know. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> That's right. Thank All you right. so Thank much. You. Thank I'll talk to you. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Brother Terrence. No, no, I just wanted, I just remember one thing, um, shout out to Sister Yanajaha, because she did put a list on her um, Facebook page earlier with a bunch of churches and other organizations that was um, offering warming stations for a lot of the people in Texas. So um, Mm -hmm. one of the good things uh, about um, our brother, um, Brother Halim, is that he works with all those organizations, and that's and that's that goes back to when we were talking about uh, Fred Hampton Jr. that he would bring in unity. So one of the things that we do very well and that's done very well in in Texas with uh, our brother is that those coalitions are met. So we may not be able to house and feed everybody, but we collectively can do that. So he works with all of the folks, and and people should remember Trader Truth. And his program was working with them doing Harvey and making sure the people was taken care of. So, you know, just because you may not see it in one location, we're connected to all those people right. that are helping Texas. So be very clear that we that our our brother is there connected to all of those organizations and groups to help all of our people as many as we can in Texas and we still got more work to do. Oh yeah. I told I told the minister, you know, once, you know, the believers were secure. Because it is like the airplane pilot, I mean, the, the, the flight attendant tells you, you know, put the mask on yourself first, and then you assist somebody else. So I can't, I can't help anybody else if we are incapacitated. So I have to make sure, first and foremost, we're secure, and then we, when we come out, we're in it for the marathon. So it's not just a sprint, an emotional sprint. We That's look right. at it from the standpoint of how, how can we best utilize our resources, whatever we have, and as I promised the minister, and he asked me, I put it um, in my report to him, I told him that if we need anything, he said, he said, you said you would let us know, brother. He said, please do let me know. Let us know. And I will let my nation know what I need, uh, what we need down here. And uh, at that point, once we make the proper assessment, so we can, you know, get the best, if not, I don't want to call it bang for the buck, but we want to be most effective. If everybody's sending down water, if it, you know, a lot of times during Hurricane Harvey, everybody was cleaning out their closet, sending clothes. They don't need them clothes. You know what I mean? So it may be water. It may be food. It may, it may be this, that, and the other. But whatever, whatever gap is missing, we're going to be found uh, with our Community Development Corporation helping our people, inshallah. Who else we got? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Sister Ava. Well, sorry, we got Brother Daryl who has a comment. Okay. But Brother Daryl? Salam alaikum, family. Happy Savings Day, beloved. Love you well, all. Happy Savings Day to you, sir. Yes, I am so happy next week to be the day of our God, Master Muhammad, to whom praises are due forever. May Allah continue to bless Texas, our believers, and I have family down there. On both ends, blood and uh, brothers in the nation and sisters. 
Texas is going through what California went through, and it's sad, but we know like that uh, storm. We got hit here in Florida, tornadoes and uh, hurricanes. But if you remember back when I think Katrina uh, was a storm hitting, they showed it on the news where his brother put an axe on top of his roof. And everything around here was tore apart. We're not one house there, but that house. Did y'all remember that? It was in the paper. So the believer of yes. God, he will protect us. But my question is, this is what's going on here. Did you hear about the uh, LAPD? Uh, got a, they did Valentine's, a car with George Floyd's name. I'm picture on it and saying I can't breathe. The family is outrageous about that. And they put me. Should you uh, take my breath away? Yeah, you're right. And uh, people are saying, you know, this is what they get away with because it's black. If it had been done about a white person, it would have never went that far. And not only that, you hear about a young uh, rapper. Just two more questions right quick. The rapper put a $24 a $24 million diamond in layaway, got it out and had it imprinted in his forehead. Did y'all hear about that? And people are saying that money could have been you. He's 26 years old. Yes, sir. And uh, it's just sick, you know. And then they just found a uh, dumpster with body parts in it. Uh, with, they said that the hands and legs and stuff was deep fried like you do chicken. It, it said how our people done got sick out here. Then they found another brother that was traveling, and he ran out of gas, and they found the car, but they found his body a week later, all his body parts was gone. So we have to be careful in traveling by ourselves and be on, and we just have to look out for one another. And I, you know, it's just that I can't wait till we get separated from these people because they done went crazy. And we always knew that Dr. Elijah Muhammad told us to stop voting for Satan for the, uh, for Lucifer. And that's what's going on with, uh, uh, Biden. So we could just have to just come together and stop worrying about this government and take care of one another and our family and our people. I right, so I'm like him. Happy Savior. That's Day. right. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Now we have, we're going on to Brother Frank. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Frank. You are live. Oh, I didn't, I wait for the bing. I hear the bing. I'm so used to that. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Once again, everything y'all saying is spot on. So, so much knowledge. You're just so packed with it. I, I just want to ask a couple of questions for the COVID advisor. Before I do that, though, I want to touch on what y'all said about Texas and uh, the white supremacist attack on um, the Capitol building. In both cases, it's like y'all said, this is a case where this is the bid you made, and now you're being made delay in it. Yeah. In Texas, That's don't right. think I'm not hardest. I'm not cold blooded, but this the leadership y'all put in charge. And for those who didn't know that y'all on the independent grid and the dangers of it, now you know. So now what are you going to do come election time? As far as the white supremacist attack on the Capitol building, I spoke on that week before last. I already said it. This is Frankenstein monster y'all created. Now you know it exists and turns on you. What are you going to do about it? The Senate, and now what the Democrats are going to do, what what the uh, so-called righteous white people going to do, should do. The 14th Amendment can not only bar Donald Trump 
and Judy Allen's public run for office again, it can also expand and cover all 47 senators that voted to acquit based off the ground that they said the procedure was unconstitutional. Well, the Senate already voted that the procedure was constitutional. So right there's enough to expel all of them and prevent any of them from ever running again. So are they going to do that and just let the chips fall where they may? They had national guards ready. If an uprise happens, no, they're not going to do that. So we're going to take the same thing all over again. And to America, learn its lesson, learn to face this monster and do the right thing. God, Allah, is going to continue to hit them like he did Pharaoh Ramses. Okay? Same way. The same way. What are they going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. Now, the two yes, questions. Sir. All right. And the two questions I want to ask about the, uh, the COVID-19. See, I have online conditions. What what Mr. Abel, Dr. Abel, um, Dr. Abel Muhammad was saying is true about this being very dangerous to those who have preconditions, right? Um, so we like called the hard place in the rock. If I get it with my full online condition, which is under control, because I take all my medication on time, I mean, it's almost like I don't even have diabetes. I can do a less a talk just on that alone. But still, no, if I catch a COVID-19, I could be dead in less than two weeks because it's going to accelerate all four of my conditions, high blood pressure, high blood or high cholesterol, hypertension, and a diabetes. So knowing that and also knowing that if I um, take the, vi- the, the vaccine, that could kill me. So I'm like this. I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm a baby boomer. I live my life. So me, I'm just speaking for myself, okay? I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to go ahead and take the vaccine. Now, the question I wanted to ask is, Dr. A. Muhammad, uh, to, you, to, your, to your knowledge, has anyone in Nation of Islam contracted the virus? And is Mr. Farrakhan um, really uh, pushing that none of his members of Nation of Islam take the vaccine? All right. Thank absolutely. you for that question. Here we go. Absolutely. Okay. That's absolutely our platform. Okay, I know. Minister So has Farrakhan, anyone contracted the virus? Y- yes, people have contracted the virus. Yes. In the FOI? Oh. So, brother, okay. in, in, in the there have been people who have contracted it and, and overcome uh-huh. it. We've also had okay. several losses. But let me, let me make something very plain to you. Yes. Okay. When you say you can go ahead and take this vaccine, what do you know about it? Let me ask you a well, question. What do you know about it? Okay. What I do know Hold about on one it second. is Hold on. the she, ma- she's going to finish. Hold on one second. She's okay. going to finish. Okay. No, I, I, I want him to answer that first, that question. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Brother Frank, to tell me okay. what I do you know? Because you, you made a profound statement. You said... I have okay. nothing to lose, and you balance the vaccine against your preconditions. And so I want no, to know minute, what minute, do minute. you know you. I didn't. Uh-huh. I, no, wait a minute, Dr. Dr. Muhammad. Wait a minute. I didn't point blank say I ain't got nothing to lose in in regards to that's the bottom line. I'm saying it looks as though I don't have nothing to lose. Okay. I said it looks right. as though. Okay, I, I'm not saying that that's about it. Because like you said, I don't know exactly what's all that's in it. All I know about the vaccine, I know the different types. I know the different periods. I know the two-shotters and the one-shotters. I know basically what everyone else who's, who's, who's paying attention that's not um, sitting next seat to Dr. Fauci knows. You know, so I know, I know just the basics. No. And believe me, I'm on your side because everything Minister Farrakhan has said, 
since I've been listening to him, and this is going all the way back into the 80s and the 70s. Everything he has said, and on Elijah Muhammad has said, has come to pass. There's nothing that so he let has me, said let me, let me, that did not come to okay, pass. So just, okay, calm down, calm down. I just, yeah, I just, just ask you a simple question. What okay. do you know about the vaccine? In other words, what is in it? What does it consist of? Just right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you are one percent right. Only thing I do know about what's in it or what's not in it is the virus itself. It's not like the normal vaccines that they come up with. They take a little bit of the virus itself, like they do with like uh, typhoid and smallpox and all that, and meat, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they mix it okay. with cow blood or horse blood. Now, I don't right. like I said, I don't know anything about what's in it other than what's not in it. It's not the virus itself. All I know is the basic, like everyone else's hand, who's really paying attention from the outside. Now, you may know more about what's in it than I do. I don't know a darn thing of what the vaccine is composed of. And I'm trying to ask you another question. Okay, so there's, there's the answer. Okay, there's calm the answer. down. Let, let me ask you another question. Do you read the Final Call newspaper? I haven't read it in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to download it so I got the phone with okay. you guys. I said well, I, I can get on that final to... call. Okay, okay. I want, I, want to, I want to invite you to go back to all of the issues of the final call beginning. Now okay. we're not going to go too far. Go back to the issues beginning in December of 2020, a couple months ago. De- okay. okay, I got this, December 2020. I think it's okay. December 4th issue, but okay. the article is entitled, there's an article that I wrote in the Final Call newspaper entitled, The COVID-19 Vaccine okay. and the U.S. Policy of Depopulation. Mm, got it. Now, if you read that article, it's going to give you real plain language, all that you need to know that's underlying Minister Farrakhan's directive, not only to his followers, but to black people across America and Africa and all indigenous people not to take Uh this vaccine. One and reason listening too. We're listening is the too. United States has a policy of genocide. They have a goal of reducing the Earth's population, which right now is about 5 billion people. They want to cut that in half, primarily with indigenous people, but also with a number of poor white people. Number two, the pharmaceutical industry, which has revenue or wealth in the trillions, not billions, trillions of dollars, has been dealing drugs and producing vaccines. And America is one of the most vaccinated nations on the earth. The average child, by the time they reach 18, has had 72 vaccinations. We are also one of the unhealthiest 
populations. The reason we have these preconditions is because of our condition as black people in America. Now, I want you to pull up, and and also in that article, you'll see from world-renowned biochemist and virologist, Dr. Judy Mikovits, she explains what is in that vaccine. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., okay, he's an attorney who... Uh, handles lawsuits against the pharmaceuticals for all of the people they have killed and injured with vaccinations. Now the U.S. Congress, I want you to hear me well on this, Brother Frank, and I want you to answer this in your mind. Why would the U.S. government in February of 2020 pass a law that says if you receive a COVID-19 vaccine and you are harmed or die, you cannot recover financially for that. It protects these companies from any liability. If I go out here and make a car or sell a piece of cake or invite somebody into a hotel room and they get hurt or injured, I am liable. I am accountable for that. That's right. But if Moderna or Pfizer sticks a needle in your arm and gives you the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine and there have already been this is the U.S. government statistics there have already been more than 700 deaths directly related to this vaccine and 13,000 serious adverse effects Everything from foaming at the mouth to paralyzed face to heart problems, passing out. A former uh, anchor in Detroit, Michigan last week, 68 years old, went and took the vaccine. And hours later, her husband found her dead in her bed. The researchers are finding that the vaccine, many of these adverse effects from it are a result of the vaccine containing these genetic coding messages that direct your body to manufacture the spike protein, which is part of the coronavirus, it's the, it's the part that makes it COVID-19. When your body is tricked into manufacturing a threat against itself, your immune system goes into overdrive because you are acting contrary to how Allah created you. And so it's the opposite of what's being uh, propagated. 
It sure when is. When they say those with the preconditions need to run get the vaccine, we're the last people that should get it. Because we're the ones more likely to be killed or injured by it because our immune system can't handle it. So what we need to do is get on how to eat to live by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. What we need to do is get vitamin D3, vitamin C, zinc, Paximmune which contains interferon. Now, we're going to be pushing for the FDA. There are already a a swath of lung specialists in this country, and some of our doctors prescribe a medicine called ivermectin, which has had 90-plus percent success in preventing and treating COVID-19. This is a treatable, it's very serious, it can kill you, as can many it's diseases. It's called ivermectin. But it is treatable. Ivermectin. I-V-E-R-M-E-C-T-I-N. Ivermectin. You look that up. It. Okay. I got it, my sister. You know something? I'm going to pull up the, uh, the final card and the period of what you said, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, after what you, you just told me, all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, Praise you, sir. I'm going to still, I'm gonna still put it you. up. That's deep, my sister. See, we the person does not know this. Yes, sir. All right. Well, well, all thank praise you for your call. And thank, thank, thank you, you call. Brother Frank, because you, you asked what many people are thinking. This That's is, right. you know, Brother Abdul Halim talked about it earlier. You know, our people are suffering. And as the minister said, all we can do is pray for them. But this this is chastisement. You know, Allah, as we learn in a study group, he will chastise the believer. He will try the believer. So what is happening in Texas is a chastisement and a trial for the righteous, and it is punishment on the wicked. And our days of obeying Allah's number one commandment in this time, which is to separate ourselves from his enemies, the made devil, his number one command. And for 90 years, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Farrakhan and those with them have been crying in the wilderness of North America, come out of her, people of God, because God said, come out of her, my people. God said through Minister Farrakhan, do not take that vaccine. If the virus doesn't get you, the vaccine will, because the vaccine is part of a program of genocide. And through a propaganda campaign of fear and the complete shutting down 
of dissenting views, creating isolation. Don't go to your grandmother's house because you'll kill her. This is your enemy talking to you. This is slavery. When we were not allowed to gather in two or three, we can have the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and have 40,000 people in a stadium, but you better not have 10 people at your house because you will be a super spreader. Life goes on for the wealthy, powerful synagogue of Satan. So we can stay here or we can get out of here. He said, Allah will make you separate. So now we're freezing in Texas. We're hungry across the nation. We have no jobs. We can't be with our family. You go somewhere, you got to wear a mask. This is how we want to live. I'm not desirous of that life. I'm going to follow the command of Allah. And in 2021, we're getting up out of here. Those who desire to go. Because this year's town hall is not you must consider separation. We have said that to you enough. We're going to deal with the process of separation. Because there are black people all over this country, not just registered Muslims, who are forming communities and making themselves a safe haven. That sister, and I'll be quiet after this, that sister who led the formation of that community in Georgia, where they bought 100 acres of land or so and set up, and they're still growing and moving and strengthening that community. You know what she said was her motivation? The lynching of Ahmad Aubrey. Remember, that's the brother who went jogging on a Sunday morning in Brunswick, Georgia, where our beloved student minister of the southern region is from. And those crackers down there who are no different than the ones that murdered Emmett Till, no different than the ones that raped and slaughtered us since 1555 to today, shot and killed Breonna Taylor in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, an EMT, a first responder, who should be getting trophies and is under the ground at the age of 26. Those redneck, neckerwood devils who Allah hates, and they hate us. They said that nigga got the nerve to be enjoying life. A few months earlier, they had an encounter with him where he was sleeping in his car in a park. And he had the audacity to ask, why are you bothering me? 
I can't, I'm not doing anything I can't do. They're no different. All of this get Biden in and get Trump out. It makes no difference. And so it's time to get up out of here. There is no means of living with these people in peace. And I'm not condemning my grandchildren to another generation of this. We're either going to get out of here or we're all going down in flames. We're going to fight it out here and now. No more carrying signs. No more training the police. No more Black Lives Matter. And it matters to Allah. But I apologize. I went off on a tangent. So no, you didn't. Oh no, no. We 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 just going ahead and pass the Savior's Day um, basket. That's all we doing. We passing the Savior's Day basket right now. No, so that was the sermon. That's in the DNA. She's the queen of outrage. I'm telling y'all. Come on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, let me let me. I'm gonna say this to listen. Come on, there. Come on, Sister Ava. Sister Ava, as as a member of our esteemed ministry class, she the kind of sister that if you got in a barroom fight back in the day, you want her in there with you because she be she take off her ears, take off her ear her earrings, and she be thumping with you, man. I, I just Ooh. all I did was sit and listen. Because that it, it, he, she 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 gave him from a position of love, right? See, gave Brother Frank from a position of love what he needed to hear, and it Come is on. the black woman who got us on those buses and on those planes to the Million Man March. That's right. It was it was Dorothy Irene Height that put Come steel on. in the back of the civil rights leaders to endorse the Million Man yes, March. She faced. She was trying to raise money for her, her building for the, the Negro Women uh, uh, Council, Negro Women. they on on Embassy Row on Pennsylvania Avenue, and they called. They said, Dr. Height, you can't endorse Farrakhan's Million Man March. You're trying to raise money for your building, Miss Height. She said, then my sons are coming to that, that meeting. Are you kidding me? That, that is the black woman. Understand, Come on, she's, tired. she's mm. tired of seeing her sons, her husband, her brothers, her uncles, her cousins, yes. her nephews being murdered. Right. So she's crying out in travail like a woman giving birth. And what you hear, brother, what you hear, brothers and sisters, is that which will, will, make a, will make a black man, as I've heard Brother Jamil say, choke a stick, kill a brick, and drown a glass of water. Go on, black woman. And so you <laughs> wasn't on no tangent. You, you, was, you was the fulcrum by which we can bring balance. And sometimes you got to move that fulcrum over so that you can balance this thing because we're out of balance. We're in a struggle for balance right yes, now. We we're confused. Mixed feelings and controversy. How do we handle it? We're confused. So somebody has to bring some clarity to us. And, and if you, those of you who are sexist or misogynist and you can't take it from a woman, then so be it. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm listening for the voice of God, wherever it comes from. As the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, Minister Louis Farrakhan, said to us at Savior's Day uh, in Detroit, not the last one, the one before we were in Detroit, 
He says, blessed is the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And then he said, and I add, mm-hmm. in everything, even the hand of Satan. Even when Satan is working for God today. But you and I have to yes, take the blinders off and make sure that we know what we're looking at. So all praise mm-hmm. is due to Allah. Because in the end, the white man is going to bear witness that he tried, he tried to tell you in his movies, in his stage plays, in his writings, in his articles, in television shows, he's trying to tell you that he's no damn good. He's trying to tell you that. But you, just, you, know. you and I he's won't listen. That's right. Because, because, well, because he knows that he's going to go before Allah, just as it said in the Holy Quran yes. on that day. He's going to deny you. He said, I tried to tell you. Yes, I tried to tell you that Planet, Planet of the Apes was a metaphor for you niggas taking over. <laughs> That's right. I tried to tell you you wouldn't listen. That's right. I tried to tell you that the Walking Dead really was black folk is the Walking Dead, and that the world's going to become zombies if these Negroes and these, these so and sos take over. Don't you understand, right. sister brother, and and the and the poor blessed Reverend Barber, and I'm always messing with T about him, uh, but Terrence about him. He said this is the third Reconstruction. I got news for him. You got to look at the first two and know that this ain't the third one. This is the last one. <laughs> this is it. Yes, this, is, this, right. this is it. This is That's it. Right. This is it. We need because, not look for another. Well, we're going to go back the to the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sister. Yeah, I'm we'll just, go back to the phones. Uh, we have uh, my beloved husband and our brother. You talk about strength, brother Darius. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Here we go. That's Lake Brother Darius. Brother Darius. Some Lake to everyone, panelists and everyone, uh, all the listening audience. I just wanted to real quick, uh, I'm not going to be on the phone long. I'm not sure if everybody is aware they're already past COVID. And the article that I sent you this morning, they're already saying that there's something coming in the winds that is much worse than COVID. They're already on something else. That Something else is supposed to be on its way that's going to make COVID child's play. So everybody better brace themselves and get ready for that. They're already working on something else. You're dealing with a beast, a dog. And if if COVID is not enough, just stay around and stay tuned because something else is in the winds already with these people. So Amen. I just want to interject that. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad you brought that up, Brother Darius, because we are taught mm. that he's mm. going to go down fighting. He's not like us. He knows his doom. And this really is the last hurrah for this. And as you see, the God is already, he is so disrupted. This vaccine campaign, even though they're still trying to come with it, it's coming apart. These weather systems are destroying the distribution of it, and white America is over it, to Brother Darius's point. If you notice, you know, the people are weary of this unnatural way of living. And so what he'll do, he'll change forms and move on to the next plan. 
And this is why if we don't establish a separate state or territory of our own, we're going down in flames with him because he's never going to stop. And with every round, he takes out more of our people. With every round. That's right. So, all right. um, Let's see. I'm going to go to... Uh-oh, my little thing won't move, my little arrow. No. Well, all I can say is amen. <laughs> yes. Okay, we got Sister Donna holding, and she has a comment. I saw my like on and happy Savior's Day, first of all. Well, uh, can you hear me? Praise me a lot. And this is just brief. I wanted to thank both you and Student Minister Halim Muhammad. I appreciated how much knowledge he had about what's going on in his state. It really reminds me of what Brother Jabril said, that we should know the demographics of our area. Come on. That, you know, that's leadership. That was real informed. And I learned a lot, but that's how we capture the area, and that's how we get to our people, and that's how we help them, by knowing really fully what's going on. And and that's why I appreciate Elevated Places, too, the level of information. It's not a lot of opinion. It's not a lot of I feel. It it is very reasoned. It's very (laughs) rational. It is is research. It is (laughs) Well, I think that... And so I just wanted to express my appreciation um, and, and, and thank you, uh, Brother Haleem, Dr. Haleem, my forever travel partner uh, to Africa. We will always have that together. That's on every post. And so I have great gratitude uh, for you. My husband was just mentioning you today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> My son. That's yeah, why my ears were your husband because we don't want to leave the wrong impression here. So I'm glad you, what did, you did that. Oh, <laughs> so I'm glad you just said my husband because we yeah. we, we <laughs> talk about traveling to Africa together and we will always oh, remember yes. you. I was there on my husband. You're just so that the other uninformed. No. Right, yeah, they're both of you all married to other people. Okay. <laughs> right, to other people. <laughs> right. Thank you. I won't even think about that. See what happens. So that's it. I just wanted to thank you and the purpose for Elevated Places Network. Mm, Beautiful. Oh, thank you. I feel like some family. You love it. That's that's serious for Sister Donna to point that out. You know, because I was sitting here learning, and I learn every week on this program. I learn from the contributors. I learn from the callers. I learn from the guests. And as she reminded, see, that's part of the separation process. And for those of you that don't know, uh, student minister, Dr. Abdul Halim Muhammad, the doctor, his Ph.D. is in urban planning. That's right. That's right. Urban planning. So those of us, you know, some of our people are so locked into the slave mentality, and we've been under the thumb of the Caucasians so long, we really are afraid to leave, not because we don't want to, but because we think we don't know 
how to live on our own, even though we, we're the makers and owners of this planet. We're so disconnected from that reality. But we laid out the great cities of this planet and even of this horrible country. We laid out Washington, D.C. They would have still been living in the wilderness like Davy Crockett if it wasn't for us. That's right. So that's what his doctorate is in. He plans cities. We don't have anything. We need to stop worrying. Stop being spooky. Stop underestimating our own value and going and, and get a, What's holding us back and the reason we live like we live now, we think we're going to take that into a new territory, like we're going to be in ghettos, colonies. No, we live like that because we live with white people. And Minister Farrakhan said as long as we live with white people, we will live under white people. So let's go back to the phones. We have Sister Patricia who has a question. As-salamu alaykum, Sister Patricia. Wa alaykum salam. I would like to ask a question. Um, I was listening to the minister's uh, lecture of uh, July 4th, 2020. And I want to ask, where exactly I can get this information, or do you know this information? You talk about the 14 therapies. Oh, yes, ma'am. I think we have already begun posting on NOI.org some of the information about the 14 therapies. We're still studying them now. Uh, But one of them is uh, Madagascar has a treatment. We talked earlier in the program about interferon, I-N-T-E-R-F-E-R-O-N, and that is being marketed under the name Pax Immune is one of the the distributors. Brother Dr. Abdul Aleem Muhammad. Now, the reason you will not see interferon on any of the, uh, the products that contain it is because the FDA, now look at this, the FDA will not allow you to use the term interferon. And that's named after um, the cells in our body. Our body produces interferon. And those cells get that name, uh, interferon, from the fact that they interfere with the replication of a virus. They prevent viral replication. And it's available in a either nasal or oral spray. And we talked about earlier, now these are uh, the remaining things I'm talking about as we spoke of earlier are treatments and therapies that are being studied and looked into. But if you uh, give us until next Thursday, I will give you somewhere where where they're all listed. Yes, ma'am. 
Yes, Thank ma'am. You. But but those for now, and, and naturally you know about D3, vitamin D3, vitamin C, and zinc are universally agreed to be very effective. Um, the studies have shown that the overwhelming majority of those who die uh, with COVID-19 were vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D is a powerful immune booster. Because as one of our virologists has said, uh, it's not about the virus, it's about the host. Mm-hmm. That determines what the outcome of that war will be. When a virus or bacteria, they're a good bacteria, bad one. When a bad infectious bacteria or when a virus, which is what COVID-19 is, it's a virus, when that enters your body, it's not about the virus, it's about the host, which is us. This year's Savior's Day is how strong is the foundation? Can we survive? And that question applies spiritually, mentally, and physically. So the more we do to strengthen the immune system, that Navy being is so powerful in all of the elements contained in that pulse, that Navy being, that strengthen and empower the immune system. And so that when that virus enters us, either through the mouth or the nose, we've had our health contributor explain, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, that that virus, uh, and it is a fragile virus, it's wrapped in an envelope of fat that protects it. If you can separate it from that fat, you kill it. Remember, hot water and soap kill this virus. And so it's recommended that people drink hot tea. People use mouthwash and and, and salt water to gargle because when that virus enters your system, the only way it's going to hurt you is if it makes it into the lungs. That's its target. It's respiratory. It's going to come in either through the nose or the mouth. But as Sister Mariam explained, it's going to linger in the throat area for up to four days. So there's a multitude of things we can be doing that if it gets in the throat, it can be destroyed there. The interferon will do that. But the hot teas, hot liquids will do that, just like hot water kills it. And when you drink these beverages, these hot beverages, they will, because when you swallow something, it's either going and it's going to, if the brain interprets it as a nutrient, a liquid nutrient, it's going to your stomach. And if it goes into your stomach, your, your acid in your stomach is going to obliterate it. 
But what we're trying to do is keep it from getting into the lungs. That's where it's trying to go. And even if it gets down there, you've you've got defense cells. They're going to go to war with it, but that's going to produce a lot of dead cells. And they're going to float down into the lungs and cut off airways. That's, That's what kills people. Their airways get cut off. They can't breathe, so they're gasping for breath. So these these are some of the things. I'm no I'm no no uh, specialist in any any aspect of the health field, but these are basic things that, that I thank a lot for being in these teachings because yes, you are you are inspired to study, and we may not be. Uh, specialists in the field, but we can read. And that's the other thing COVID-19 has done. It's leveled the playing field of this so-called intellectual class that so-called knows more than everybody else. But they don't understand this by their own admission. And Minister Farrakhan told them, you will not find a solution to this problem because the solution is in heaven, and you are using a scholarship from hell. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said of the medical profession, my aim is to destroy it because it is not a culture of healing. It is a culture of drugs. Mm-hmm. And so if we, and we should maintain distance, uh, to a degree, not from grandma, but America is a savage country where people are in yeah. bars and nightclubs and all up on mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. You're hugging and kissing people you don't even know. See, our teaching teaches civilized conduct. And you know you got a cold. You know you're coughing and sneezing. You know, one of the earliest mm-hmm. things I learned, even as a child, is always have a handkerchief or some tissue with you. We're taught mm-hmm. to call for sneezing to our elbow. But why am I? I'm not in this. I was distanced from people in the supermarket before COVID. If you put your basket too close to me behind me, I'm looking around like, why are you up on me? Come Back on, up. come on. <laughs> Yeah, That's the mindset of a of a Muslim under the honorable Elijah Muhammad. We don't I don't know you like that. Okay. So if I'm sick, if I don't feel well, I don't need the CDC to tell me don't go around blowing uh droplets in people's face. I have respect for life. So I'm gonna stay in until I get that handle. You don't have to suffocate me and cover up my mouth and nose and we're walking around looking at each other crazy because we all look like bandits, bank robbers. Can't come and talk to each other to discuss this plan against us. Ooh, because I can't be around nobody. All of this is part of it. 
But anyway, we're we're running <laughs> running low on uh, time here. So thank you, beloved, so much. Thank you, for that for that. It was a good thing to put our mind on. Is that as the minister said in in uh, the Criterion? And there's even more therapies now uh, since he spoke. See, that's the that's reason right. the cases are going down. Have you noticed? The COVID cases are going down, and it's sure not because of the vaccine. The vaccine's racking up deaths. But the reason right. the deaths are going down is the practicing the social distancing, the treatment uh, the treatments that are starting to be utilized and people becoming more knowledgeable and aware of them. People are taking vitamin D3. Other nations were telling their citizens to do that very early. And the United States limited everything. The United States has been talking about no response to COVID except the vaccine. Yes, ma'am. That's right. Because that's the kind of country this is. So you know, all right, you know, we're, we're Ava, gonna, go ahead, brother. You, yes, sir. This is Doctor Ava uh, in Houston. Yes, I'm up against the largest. We're up against the largest medical center in the world, and one of the top infectious disease oh, experts right. in this city is a doctor here that they always go to on MSNBC. But the head of the former head of the Texas Medical Center, when I was uh, working with them to build a commuter rail system from the suburbs to the medical center, said to me in a meeting, not just to me, but to everyone, he said, what we have here, we don't have a wellness system. We have a sickness system. This is what he said. Wow. Wow. So it's true. And when you look at and you look at our medical center and it continues to expand, and they may have more treatments for cancer, they never seem to have a cure. So Come, talk about they, it real quick, though. But that's real. So, never so brother and sister, brother and sister. And so may Allah bless each and every one of you to get in your mind, to take your stimulus check, should you get it. No Gucci, don't buy no Gucci, no Poochie, don't buy no rims, (laughs) no 75-inch television. Brother and sister, get together with six or eight other brothers and sisters and say, look, I got this $2,000. I I cut it in half. I got $1,000. Put $1,000 on it. If if 100 of us got $1,000, that's $100,000. Can't we get some of this earth we can call our own soul? That's right. That's exactly Can't right. Can we buy a, a, a apartment, a, a apartment, a duplex, or something? Better do it. Let's let's find something let's that we can do, brother and sister, together and stop talking. So happy Savings Day to everybody. I look forward to seeing everybody, Day even if it's virtual. I love you. Yes, give my give my love give my goddaughters my love and greetings. And that was good to hear from you brother Darius. Too. You know, yes, sir. May Allah okay. bless you and thank you for the invitation. And Brother Terrence, may Allah bless you also and give all of your uh, protectees and others my greetings. <laughs> I'm down here in the big I'm state of Texas. Brother Minister. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. And I want to thank Brother Terrence. I want to thank Sister Rona. Thank Sister Pamela. Thanks, Sister Donna, the whole Elevated Places and Separation team, and all of you who called in and made this such a profound and productive and worthwhile evening. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. We look forward to launching the Savior's Day weekend next Thursday night, the 25th of February, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, and we will be coming to you live both through Blog Talk Radio and by uh, virtual, uh, I think it will be the Steam, Steam uh, sorry, what is it, StreamYard platform, but we will get that word out, so look for our promotional. Thank you all. Love you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. <laughs>